go. We're going, dude. You go. Go then. We're Fine. going. I'm gone. Go so then. We're back. We're back. Welcome to yep. another episode of Recovered AF. This is, a, I think, what did we do? Six weeks off? Is that how long it was? I think it's been six weeks. It felt like a week and a half. I think it was the end of May is the last one we did. Jesus. And it's mid-July. It's July 5th today. July 5th. It's so day after America's birthday. Probably 40 days without a podcast. How do you feel? 40 days and 40 nights without you a podcast. You feel good or what? <laughs> on top of the world. Yeah, dude. I was sleeping when you came over. I so know you were. Obviously <laughs> charged up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, that's because you're old and you were up late. I was old and I was up late because it's July 5th and people shoot off fireworks. I'm a grumpy old man. I hate fireworks. Yeah, you're a crotchety old guy. So <laughs> Those the, damn kids. And yeah. the, the old neighbor, good neighbor girl was driving her power wheels on my yard last night because we had a block party. I love that. And I was like, you dang kids, get yes. off my yard. That was a sweet power wheel, too. Yeah, so. It was sick. They didn't make them. I think they were just being invented when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. 1945, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The AC kicked off. There you go, dude. Now it's nice and quiet. So, yeah, dude, we're back. Uh, we took a six-week-ish hiatus. Um, basically, we do this in Aaron's basement. We made a little podcast studio, and before that, we did it in Aaron's living room. And Aaron and his wife have been kind enough to allow us to use their house multiple times a week for over a year. And it was getting to a point where we needed to take a little break. And we were running out of some guests and then my wedding, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So we were like, let's just take a break and pick back up when we feel a little more rejuvenated. Yeah. And so clearly, clearly that's right now. Now we're rejuvenated. Aaron's taking naps in the middle of the day. Ten forty five in the morning. That's what fifty five year old guys do though. <laughs> <laughs> they nap at ten AM. Hey, I rode a fucking bike a long ways yesterday. Yeah. So so yeah, uh Aaron, do we have a disclaimer? Do you think we're gonna talk about recovery today? We might. I don't I, know. We might just talk about my new shopping problem. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can talk about trying to recover from a hopeless state of shopping, so uh, but if you didn't know, you should know that Kyle and I are not affiliated with any 12-step groups. We may talk about our experience as individuals uh, having done the 12 steps, but Bingo. that uh, does not mean that we're spokespeople for those 12-step programs or represent those or are the typical 12-step experience. Yeah. It basically Car- just means it's our experience, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. We got that. We figured out. We remembered how to do that. Yeah. Best dude. one yet. That was probably the cleanest one we've ever done. But it's like the time off just, re- it's like when you taper before, you know, the end of the season to recover your body a little bit. Yeah. Basically, we just had a podcast taper. Yeah. Now we're back. Feeling strong. Freshy so, fresh. Yeah. So what, uh, what's been going on, well, dude? What's, you got married. I did, dude. Wish- Last time we did a podcast, I was a single man. Yeah. And well, kind married. of. Now I'm married. I'm yeah. a ring on my finger. You were contractually single. Exactly. So, and now you're contractually now I'm married. Binded by law that I'm <laughs> yeah, married. So. That's right. Just because our our friend Dr. Dan is a busy man said so. Yep, exactly. Yep. Dan did was our officiant and he did a phenomenal job. And so uh Did you guys go down to the paper did you guys go down to the courthouse and file your paperwork? We submitted it mm. through the via mail. Oh, because of the Because of the co- the Corvid. The coronavirus. That's what Theo Vaughn calls it, his Corvid. That's, oh, he does? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say COVID, he says Corvid. It's so funny. 
That's still happening. Yeah. That's still, that's never. It's still a thing, not really where we live, but the rest of the world is feeling it. That's never going to go away. That's some of the benefits of living in a smaller place is, and and Wyoming. (laughs) Naturally, socially distant from one another. Right. We have like two people per square mile or something in the state. So yeah, it, uh, it's not hitting us very hard. So things are open here. Almost feels like it's not a thing. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And like for there for like three weeks, we didn't have any new cases in the county. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, we done got her whooped. But, yep. you know, people travel a lot. Yeah. People come in and out. Yep. People come into our state from other states. That's right. Spreading their filth. <laughs> You're so, so, yeah, dude, I got married. That was great. Um, that was a good ass wedding. I was, um, it was you guys, fun. like, you guys had to. You guys had to rely on the learnings of your spiritual ways during that whole process, right? Because just to sum it up for them, people's listening, you guys got married just as we were talking about people traveling from state to state. You guys got married down in Colorado. Yes. And they have had more cases and things are a little more buttoned up down there, but the venue opened. And then you guys got some mixed, then you guys got mixed um, instruction on what you guys would be allowed and wouldn't be allowed. So you guys are trying to adjust every time you get new information and then the final the final thing was you were allowed to have 50 people yes over five years of age yes exactly including you guys yeah and everybody so you guys had to invite some people to the wedding and 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 put it in a couple extra barbecues like imagine there's a well i'm sure when you were still prior to arriving and getting well you would just wouldn't even have fucked with any of that i'm guessing no god <laughs> I mean, no i wouldn't have been in a position to get married right 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 so, you know and neither would have megan i mean both of us would butter have been. shirt yeah exactly <laughs> neither of us would have been ever even considering that so um but yeah i think more than anything else that's been going on recently that's been like a true test of relying on god you know because uh we didn't, there's some things that you kind of feel like you have the illusion of control over and that like you might be able to control the outcome and get things to go your, in your favor. And, um, our wedding was not one of them, <laughs> you know? And in reality, I don't think anything ever is, but you kind of feel like maybe you have some say in how things are going to unfold. And, um, it was a good experience to just have faith that it was going to work out, keep taking action. And then, you know, it worked out and like all the way up into the wedding day, you know, it was raining that day and we were like, Oh, oh yeah. my God, what, a, what else could go wrong? You know? And Megan and I always joke that like her and I's life experience. And I think anybody feels this way, but like her and I's life experience, nothing really ever is easy. <laughs> you know, like we just kind of have that experience where it's like a challenge and you have to persevere a lot. And the wedding was definitely, one of those experiences where it was just like we thought we were going to be able to invite everyone then we thought we were going to have to reschedule it all together then we thought again we were going to be able to have everyone then we found out we were going to have to uninvite people and then we had to decide if we wanted to uninvite people or reschedule and then decided to just uninvite some people and put together a couple barbecues on the other ends of it and like it just was like one thing after another and then the weather and then yeah yeah i mean it was the middle of summer or actually the first right before the first day of summer so it's the middle of june yeah it's usually just per that's the best time of year right and decided to get 55 degrees in rain yeah (laughs) it was so funny like 
you looked at the weather for the week and it was like 85 four days leading up to it the day of the wedding like 60 and rainy and like 85 and sunny every day after it we're like what the fuck man it was like, clearly god telling you you guys are <laughs> yeah that's what megan said yeah, megan was like is this an omen like we are just screwed and no this isn't an omen this is your past catching up with you. <laughs> yeah, karma coming back. Yeah, it's, it's the laws of nature getting even. Yeah, dude. So. But what happened is at the end, the clouds broke, the sun came out, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. so comfortable. Yeah, it was like seven, 68, 70 degrees. The sun was out, no wind. It was like a perfect day. So And we didn't get too hot on the dance floor shaking them asses. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you Dougie. Twerking it for dollar bills. I was out there Dougie and Megan was dancing. Yeah. My mom was cutting a rug up all freaking night, dude. <laughs> yeah, she was. I thought she was going to take grandma out yeah. for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, it was a good time, man. And it all worked out and everything was fell into place. And um, any idea that we were going to have control of the outcome was smashed. And it still worked out. Yeah. And it's nice when that happens because sometimes things don't work out. And uh, we were ready for that outcome, too, I think. But it, it was... We were very fortunate to have family that cared to help us have a barbecue so we could have some people that couldn't go to the wedding show up to different events and see everyone and get everyone down there. The hotels was were open. There was restaurants. Like, it, everything ended up working out. Yeah, so. I had a bomb-ass breakfast after we played golf that day at Snooze AM. Yeah, Snooze Ooh, is delicious. so good. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was good, man. And then um, we did that, and then... What else has happened? What I was just wondering, is anything at all different now that you're married? In all honesty, no. Um, Megan and I, we got quite a bit of pep talks from everybody. I, I don't know if that was your experience when you were getting married, of everyone that's been married telling you what it's like to get married. But uh, our 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 life feels pretty normal. Megan and I have a pretty decent foundation of a relationship and so nothing really has changed that and we've been living together for a few years before we got married and so nothing really feels different um except for now you've finally been willing to experiment in the bedroom a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're so stupid so now yeah. you finally open it up mr vanilla <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah nothing really has felt much different uh i mean we've been married for three weeks now so nothing it's nothing completely yet. different yeah dude followed that followed that paperwork for the annulment last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you feel any different when you got married or was it uh no i did not anticipate any changes i think and this is where amber and i differ <laughs> she did anticipate some changes mm. upon getting married she wanted me to act like she a married you were person gonna, yeah yeah be an adult and yeah, 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 all of those right. things. I was like, I don't know. You, I think we just got married because you're supposed to get married, and now we just do the things we do. And we still lived in a shitty basement apartment. Mm. She was like, hey, I think we need to start looking for a house. And, of course, that filled me with anxiety and dread. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. sounds like something I don't know how to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I'll just shrill up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right out. Uh, hey, that air conditioner is going to be working overtime today. Yeah, it's, it's hot, so dude. Hot I was out there, running right? today. It's so hot. And you quit, huh? I I ran, but I quit before I was intending to quit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's already 83. Yeah. And it's humid today. It's going to thunderstorm, you can tell, because it's freaking 
humid as shit today. Mm. So, yeah, it was. But, um, yeah, dude, other than that, wedding went off great. Couldn't have been any better. And then uh, work's going good. Megan and I have been exploring moving options. Oh, yeah, dude, this always happens. This happens, I can't tell you how many times this happens. We live in our town, and people come here or from here, get well in our 12-step rooms, and then they move away. Yeah. And it's just nonstop. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck you people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So we've been looking at that. We looked into Oregon for a little while. I think we talked about that on the podcast. We had looked into Oregon for a little while, and then we were just exploring Boise some. And um, Boise... I don't know what that's going to end up working out now. Um, You're like, I fucking can't stand their football fans. Fuck, I'm not going to live there. No, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was offered a job there, but it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah. And so that might be off the table. And then, um, so now we're exploring northern Colorado again, which we originally had an interest in going to in the first place that's so. gonna work better for me i don't really like boise or <laughs> yeah, oregon dude. noco we can still be buddies yeah we can, can still come down out. and hang yeah, out yeah 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 i'm down with noco yeah the so. other two i which you don't know is i talked to the state of boise <laughs> yeah. or the state the, the state, state of idaho, idaho and i said uh trust me you don't want this fucking guy <laughs> Have you looked real deep into his past? (laughs) I'm sure you'll find plenty. (laughs) That's so funny. And so I'm telling all y'all, it's a sabotage. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, dude, that's what's been going on with me. Things are great. I've been going to my home group, uh, my meeting attendance. Yeah, that's the other thing. So that's changed. Just let me set it up. When we talked last time, everything was still 100% shut down. Mm -hmm. So the 12-step world moved to a virtual world. And for fucking people like Kyle and I, that's probably not going to work out. So we just didn't really participate. I did a couple. But anyway. But since then, we're in stage like two or three of our reopen. Mm -hmm. So we're allowed to meet in groups under a certain amount of people. So that means... 12-step meetings have opened up yep. uh, a few, a handful. Yes. I don't, I don't know if all of them have. I don't think all of them have, but I... Like, if you're in a church ba- basement breathing 20-year-old air all the time, you, it's going to be a while before you can go down there and have yep. that meeting again. Exactly. the virus is just going to linger there. Yep. I don't know if that's proof or science or anything. But well, it's probably... I listened, to, I listened to a podcast. Virology yeah, or whatever right. for like a month. Yeah. So you're so basically an expert. Pretty much. Disregard <laughs> yeah. the fact that I drank my way through high school. <laughs> yeah. Barely graduated. But you're pretty smart now, dude. So yeah. I trust you. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been going to... That's been another experience. And that's what's been nice is I've had the experience of not attending meetings... For yeah, you, quite some time. How did you stay sober? You can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, I didn't go to one for a little over three months. Oh my god! Uh, did you drink? No, nope. things were great, dude. <laughs> Better than ever. <laughs> I shouldn't say. You're that. not allowed to say that on a podcast where we're talking about recovery. Well, the last meeting I was at, I said that, and I was like, I feel bad oh saying my that. God. But this is like blasphemy. It's my job to share my experience. Oh so. my god, yeah. Kyle. Um, but I didn't... Uh, How did you make it without meetings to make? Um, stayed in contact <laughs> with people in the program. Uh, I still do 10, 11, 12. And, uh, you know, this whole thing's about a relationship with God. And that's what the 12 steps give me. And 
I was able to maintain that through not going to an AA meeting. Mm, I'm sorry if this is your first podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, dude. So, uh, but I have been going, but I, I think for a while I had, I'm a person, I don't know if you you can relate to this, but I'm a person who, since I've gotten well, have strived to try to find balance and I suck at, and I, I used to hate people that talked about that because I'm, but I'm tend to be an all or nothing type of individual. I'm all in on exercise or I'm all in on a diet or I'm all in on work or I'm all in, in 12 step stuff. And when I do that, I neglect other parts of my life pretty severely. And, um, not having meetings for a while allowed me to kind of have a well-rounded, fulfilled life. And it gave me the perspective that maybe 12-step stuff was a little bit too big of a piece of my life. And I was neglecting other areas like uh, physical exercise and spending time with Megan and doing stuff around the house and just like living life, you know. And um, so now as a result of that, you know, I'm going to one, one meeting a week, maybe one meeting every other week, but I'm still attending. I'm still staying in contact with people. It's great, but my life is a little bit more well-rounded, I feel like right now. And um, over the last few months through a pandemic and planning a wedding through that and my life changing and trying to figure out moving and and if we're not going to move, you know, just figuring out all of this stuff, I don't know if I've ever been more at peace in my life, With honestly. all the chaos going on around yeah. civil unrest. Exactly, just, yeah. I'm just a turbulent time to be alive, for but, sure. Yeah, and I don't know if I've been more at peace at any time. And, like, just finding that kind of sweet spot for me. And that's the cool part is, like, everyone's life and experience is going to be different. But I feel like over the last few months, I've kind of found that spot for me where... I get to be fully engaged in everything and not hating being a part of stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's a key thing to find. Cause like when I got back, cause like I talked about, if you haven't heard, I was sober for almost three years and, um, 12 step, 12 step life was my life. And I sponsored, I don't know, you know, at the very end, there probably four to five guys. And, mm -hmm. um, I went to my home group, plus I went to several other meetings every week, so I'm probably four or five hours a week in meetings, plus all the sponsorship stuff. Plus I had service commitments three weekends of the month, so then I couldn't do anything on the weekends. Right. And I was just so resentful, and I hated it. And yeah. I, I was like, this is just out of fucking control. And So then when I got back and I was never going to do 12-step stuff again, I called my old sponsor, and he had told me to call this guy down in texas and i called him and one of the cool things i told him because he speaks a lot and he's super involved and i was like don't you ever get burned out man i got really burned out mm -hmm. and he said nobody has to tell you how much it, how much 12-step stuff you get to do right and that was permission from somebody i listened to speak who was my favorite speaker and right. i was like oh that's cool and so then what did i do i ended up starting it but 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 like yeah that's the thing i don't if if it's gonna cause me to resent the fellowship itself like our conference got canceled mm -hmm. our our conference got canceled and so they moved it to a virtual conference right and i didn't feel like participating in the middle of a summer sitting for three days in front of my laptop right 
I felt like that was wasting time that God has given me. And I know it's almost, and I, and other people on our committee felt like carrying the message uh, on the virtual world was the important thing to do, mm-hmm. right? That's probably the that's probably the unselfish thing to do, honestly. Right. But whatever, I was going to hate it, and yeah. I, they didn't need everybody to participate. Exactly. And I was like, okay, well, if you don't need everyone to participate, then I'm just going to step away. Yeah. Because I don't want to end up in, stuck in front of my computer resenting the fellowship that saved my life. Exactly. And I carry the message. Yeah. Well, and like Ty, who's been on the podcast, my, I haven't met with him in a while, but he was my sponsor. I would still call him my sponsor now. Um, he he would always tell me like 12-step groups or the fellowship is the sum of its parts. And like some people in that experience are going to be like, this is what, this is what I want to do. And I want to be the person that helps carry this through a virtual world. And it's like, cool. And I'm, that's not my role. You know, that's not where I'm going to fit in. And when I, when I start, uh, trying to put like a square peg in a round hole to make things work, I end up discontent, frustrated and pissed. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that way in any part of my life. I can do that in my work life or my relationship or whatever, you know, yeah. So it's, it, it makes sense, yeah. you know, and it's hard to know because you and I both, I know, feel indebted to the 12 step world because they, that experience has given us the life you and I both have today. But also knowing that like, I don't have to be servile and scraping and just fucking bend over backwards and take it just to. Yeah, that's what, and that's what you I used what I mean? to do. Like, nobody would pick up a service position and I'd be like, well, somebody's got to do it. Right. Somebody's got to, you know, like the fellowship's got to, somebody, you know, it doesn't just doesn't happen on its own. It's got people filling these positions. And right. it's true. And I did. I had a position at the conference. The conference got canceled. Yep. Therefore, my position was eliminated. Right. You know, it was, yep. it was that kind of thing. Like, there's still, I still have to, you know, I, Right now, my home group's down to two people, me and my cousin. Yeah. And so we alternate chairing the meeting. And yeah. so, like, I, every, I mean, every Sunday I drag myself there, open it up, make coffee, order supplies, collect money. Right. Keep track of that money. Yeah. So it's not like I've just bailed on the, the thing. Right. Yeah. And I think it's easy to, like, for me, feel guilty or, like, I'm not doing enough. And, like, I was saying, this experience of not regular meeting attendance and being able to participate in the rest of my life kind of gave me the other perspective of like, Oh, I don't think I was doing enough in other parts of my life. And so now I'm kind of figuring that out, you know, and not letting one thing or at least right now. And I, that could change again. You know, um, I tend to drift towards extremes again, but not letting one thing, dictate and drive me and then feel guilty because I'm doing, I'm not doing enough. And like, it's just self manifesting and whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would, I got a new wetsuit cause I've been spending my, like a fucking crazy person getting ready <laughs> yeah. for a triathlon season that's been canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's really the best time to buy all this shit. It's all 50% off. Right. I'm scoring. Yeah. They don't really. mark it up at all either. No, it's not. Yeah. It's some right. local shop mm-hmm. that's just trying to get rid of their shit. Yep. I swear. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Kyle. Um, oh yeah, I was all set to get up and drive 
I don't know, 60 miles away this morning and go swimming, man. And I'm, my ass is wore out. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is a good day to rest. And there you go. There would have been a time when I wouldn't have been, uh, there would have been some self-sabotage going on or mm-hmm. some self, self-manifesting self in the form of beating myself up for not getting up and going. And I'm like, why don't you just go with the flow? And yes. yeah, yep. if your body's wore down, that's an indicator that you should not use it in a way that's... Yeah. extensive exactly yeah. yeah yeah and it's nice feeling comfortable to just kind of trust that part of me that kind of gives me direction you know what i mean like yeah. trust that intuitive thought and whether it's exercise or going to a meeting like i was i was starting to feel like man i need to i need to start going to the meeting every tuesday and yada 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 and then this tuesday i was like i'm not going yeah and then i just didn't and i felt completely fine about it and it's like i'm not gonna beat myself up about it i'm just gonna be moved by the the spirit when i feel like i need to do something i'll do it and trust that and if i'm being told not to do that by something then i'm gonna try to trust that too well and so like this is the thing our literature talks about like developing a vital sixth sense and that we're going to come to rely on 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 that sense mm-hmm. and that intuitive thinking yes and you know f- prior to that in the ninth step and the prom the ninth step promises it talks about being able to intu- intuitively handle things mm-hmm. things we didn't know used to ha- how to do and so like that's it i mean i always thought that that would be like a like um light light coming on moment yeah. and it's just not mm-hmm. it just becomes how I live now and I don't really think about it because it has become a part of me and my way of thinking. Yeah, exactly. How, and that happened as a result of like being in the work. Yes. And like, and know, and knowing, and like, it's a knowing that God is a part of my decision making. Yes. Like, it's just, I believe that my thinking is God aligned. Yes. And so I just go out and live my life and make decisions. Sometimes I'm still wrong. Mm-hmm. Our book talks about that too, right? Yep. And I'm like, oops, missed the mark on that one. But yeah. Whatever. You go back, you clean it up as best you can, and move forward. But yeah, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time trying to decipher what what God has in store for me, or what. what like I see it as more of a, a braid or something where we're interwoven. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and like, um, in the. There's like an appendix in our book that's called the spiritual experience, and it kind of describes because that that gets talked about a bunch in in the big book, and uh, it talks about like that, and I'm gonna screw up the wording I know, but it talks about like the essence of that spiritual experience is understanding that that isn't my idea, that is like a God given thing, mm-hmm. and I you know, and I'm paraphrasing that, but it's basically saying like when I stop taking credit for this and start understanding that like I'm being I'm in that relationship now I'm I'm intertwined I'm having that experience that's like the essence of it mm. and it transitions from oh I just don't want to do something to like trusting that judgment knowing that that's god driven you know yeah. and so yeah and then again like you were saying I used to read that to my one of my sponsees all the time like we might pay for this and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas yeah. like we would read that every week because it's like 
I'm not always going to get it right. Yeah. And I don't have to kick the shit out of myself yeah. because I made a mistake yeah. and like went down the wrong path for a little bit, you know? So. Sometimes I think I, yeah, sometimes I think I'm God aligned and then, you know, I step on somebody's toes and like usually Amber or somebody or mm-hmm. maybe a coworker or something. And then in retrospect, I realized I was completely full of self at the time. Yeah. But again, then we have steps for that too, right? We have an 11th step for that. We have a 10th step for that. Yeah. Like, it's it's all handled. Yes. I just have to do the deal. Right. Exactly. Not that I'm again perfect at it. Of course. Uh, no. We both I'm still fall short or, you know, mishappen. Pretty consistent on my morning time and not so consistent on my evening time. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. pretty normal. One yeah. what I've found most people are doing yeah. one or the other pretty well. It's really hard to combine all of it yeah, into it really everyday life. Yeah. And it's like, well, Again, I don't have to do it perfectly. I just have to practice at it. So yeah, it's good shit though. One yeah. one of the things I was thinking about the other day was like, because um, I was like, it was that knowing and that understanding. Because I had just sort of taken a look at you know how my life was going in comparison to where it was mm-hmm. when I got here. Yeah, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how good it was. Right. I was just like, this is. It was like. I just been I've just been hooked up, right? Mm-hmm. I've been hooked up, and then I was like thinking that maybe I should. Um, what's the, is proselytize? Is like is I you know that I should be talking about this more? And I was like, no, I don't think it says to go talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, um, make sure to understand that you are giving credit where credit is due, and that's when the twelve tradition talks about anonymity being the spiritual foundation it's mm-hmm. like understanding that this is not a result of Aaron running on Aaron's power right and so like I was like well then you should just probably go keep doing what you're doing and if it comes up make sure to give credit where credit is due yes and that obviously with God yeah I don't know yeah so. exactly well and again ties right back into that spiritual experience of like understanding this isn't Aaron doing Aaron well yeah you know and when you when that light bulb clicks of like, oh yeah, like this isn't just me executing life, you know, then <laughs> then I start to really understand the depths of like what a spiritual life is. Me executing life was telling, showing Amber my tie jug full of empty syringes, telling, yeah. How, yeah. telling my wife how safe I was going to, how yeah. safe of a junkie I was. <laughs> like, look, I'm not reusing them. Yeah, I'm good. I'm God, golden. Dude, Sitting there, big so old crazy. fucking big old hunk of tar and that's so crazy yeah um but yeah what else is going on dude your triathlon training you got yourself a new bike yeah like yeah i um like this thing worked out well for us where we were able to have a bunch of extra you know cat like liquid assets mm-hmm. on hand right and so um i just went ahead and got that triathlon bike because it's just much faster than a road bike. Yes, it is. And uh, and then I didn't stop there. I ended up, uh, you can get a much, much more expensive wheels for those things that cost nearly as much as the bike themselves. Yep. Picked up a secondhand set of those. There you go. And I was like, well, I need a aero helmet or something. Mine's like a 
hybrid. Yeah. It's not all pointy in the back. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'd like to see you in one of those. The pointy helmet? Yeah, the big long ones that go yeah, like halfway yeah, yeah, down yeah, your yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. There's like, they're, they're a little bit shorter now, even the competition ones. And I was asking the young lady, who she just graduated from CU that was helping me. She was like, I have one of these for race day. I was like, why don't, why do you only wear it for race day? She's like, well, I don't want to look foolish riding around town. There you <laughs> like, go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's something I need to know. I'm insecure <laughs> as fuck. I never want to look foolish. <laughs> that's my worst fear in life. Oh, that's Looking awesome. foolish. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, I got a helmet and a new triathlon suit and a, and a wetsuit. Yeah. And some new shoes. Yeah, you've been killing it, dude. I'm geared up, though. But yes, you are. But then it never ends. Then I was like, you know, also I could use a power meter on my bike so I can get some more data on mm. how, many, how many watts I'm cranking out and all of the stuff that comes with a power meter. I was like, I've had to make, the, courtesy of my cousins, one who's been on the show mm. wasn't, one who hasn't. They, were, they, they also were having a similar experience with a little bit of extra cash flow and they decided to take the month of July off and I was like I will take the month of July that's off. a good idea yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy had a really good point in talking with her and she was like it's almost about the hunt and finding the perfect deal like mm -hmm. there's something oh dude I can I was telling you this like when was that the week of the wedding or something I was saying like I can totally understand a shopping addiction yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I can completely 100% relate to having a problem shopping yeah. too much yeah. <laughs> you know and the it's like trying to find drugs or knowing that you're going to get drunk yeah, like yeah. you get the high of shopping yeah. and looking for it yes. and then finding different ones and yeah. yeah i mean i can completely relate just and, so much obsessive research yes and then after i purchase something i know i really don't need sometimes i feel kind of guilty about it yeah but then it's like like pleasure you know what i mean yeah. i can relate like i get it yeah and amy made the good point like when she gets that item even the one that she got a good deal on she enjoys it for a week or two yeah and then she returns to baseline yes <laughs> it's like Ew. yeah i can relate to it a hundred percent yeah same with like a gambling addiction of like the high of winning but also like you feel good even when you lose you yeah. know like something inside of me all those all dopamine dark. receptors getting hit all yeah. the time yeah. Dude. Yeah. and then the the yeah, I get it, a hundred percent. So one time, the last time I played a poker game, uh, these guys played all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, it went fast. And all of a sudden, next thing I knew, I'd lost a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and I didn't really have that much money that time, and I felt, and I stayed up late, and I felt so dirty and gross. Yes. I felt like I was up doing coke all night. I Ugh. mean, the same exact feeling. Yeah. It was icky. And so then I just went and bought a book about poker and read it, and I went back there, and I won. Exactly. And then I never went back. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, I don't have that. Uh, I have to really be careful gambling because I really, really, really like it. Yeah, I consider it. A, a, yeah, yeah. It's just something that's getting those receptors going yeah. and hitting all the right bells. Yeah, <laughs> and shopping is, uh, yeah, it's. I can relate 100% to that. So Yeah. I... Uh, I get it. Megan so, and I both are like three or four packages show up in a week of stuff. We're like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So we're both kind of cautious of it. So Yeah. I've put a hurt on the old checking account. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's also the other side of that too, where I had, where I had, it, honestly, as weird as it sounds, learned at some point that it is okay to spend some money yes. and it is okay. Like I'm not buying shit on credit. I'm mm -hmm. not buying I still have a saving exit account yes. and all those things. Yeah, isn't it weird? I 
have lived my whole life pretty much fucked financially. Yeah. So like when I purchase something, I feel guilty yes. about it kind of. Yes. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like I, Megan and I make a good living. We do well for ourselves. We take care of ourselves. We pay all of our bills. We save money every, you know, like yeah. we're in a position where you can get a little bit of something, but it's almost like, a, like I said, like that weird thing of like, I purchase it and I feel kind of shitty. Yeah. And then, yeah, I returned to baseline one way or the other. I'm super jacked and dopamine high about it, or I feel really bad about it. And then it's, yeah. So it's interesting. But anyways, yeah, your shopping addiction has fueled your triathlon training. Yeah, well, and then all the races have been canceled. Actually, there's one in two weeks. Isn't there one you just signed up for? Yeah. Yeah. It's, in, it's on the 18th. That's what I thought. Because I didn't, because I wasn't sure if I was going to go to Vegas or not right. with you guys and... So I hadn't signed up for it. Yeah. And then I just, uh, I was just like, I don't know. That was a weird deal, too, because I was like, man, I really feel like I should be there and be part of that, you know, because I was in the wedding. And, I mean, and then ultimately we just didn't feel comfortable with it. I, uh, also, it. I fucking hate Las Vegas, too. It yeah. might be a different experience now. Yeah, now that we're not drunk and high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. remember right. what happens. Yeah, so... I mean, you did the multiple-day blackout, but if I was close, it was going to be in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. The last time I was in Vegas, I won a good amount of money and didn't sleep one hour and was <laughs> drunk the entire time for, like, 72 hours yeah. and... Yeah, it was bad, but I came home with money, so I was like, "Give me, give me back!" Yeah, I just the the craziest thing about your drinking is that you could stay awake because, like, I mean, I spent plenty of time in a blackout, but at some point I was gonna pass out. Mm-hmm. The fact that you could just stay awake for seventy two hours, yeah. It, Were you doing coke and stuff too? No, dude, booze just has. I've told Megan this before. Drugs and alcohol have the opposite effect on me that's supposed to happen, yeah. and. I've heard other people say that, but it's like my my past <laughs> proves that. Yeah. Like I would drink, and it's like a stimulant in my body. It, that, I would stay up. I would be wide awake. All I could do was drink and drink and drink. And like I was that way with opiates. Like mm-hmm. a, I think the majority of the population they get tired when they take them. But I I fucking get a fucking fire lit under my ass yeah. i'm ready to take on the world that's how booze is for me too is like we we Maybe had this that. one legendary weekend we we always refer to it it was saint patrick's day weekend but we always refer to it as saint ratchet's day yeah because <laughs> i got super ratchet a bunch of us did but we just started drinking on like a wednesday and sunday afternoon was like multiple days of waves of parties and stuff. Yeah, and I was St. Patrick's day. There's the NCAA tournament. Exactly. And the Kentucky Derby too. Something or, like that. Not the no, Kentucky no. Derby, but anyway, anyways, there yeah. was like a bunch of stuff. So it was just like waves of parties going on. And, um, yeah, I ended up up for like from Wednesday until Sunday afternoon. And then Sunday afternoon, my body just shut down and I just fell asleep in the middle of the living room in the middle of a party, like on a Sunday afternoon, just passed out on the floor. And yeah, everyone is just like, finally this fucking kid will go to sleep, man. He's been up for fucking 80 hours or whatever, drinking nonstop. I had never stopped drinking the whole time. Just I bet you were so pleasant to be around. Oh my God, man. I don't understand how anybody can spend time like that knows me because I still spend a decent amount of time with people that I used to drink with, you yeah. know, and all of them like me much, much more. <laughs> but like, I don't know how there's not, um, 
deeper issues, you know, just from how much of a fucking piece I was back then. So I, uh, my neighbors had a block party and while well, we participated in the block party mm-hmm. and then I was up at six this morning and I looked out and um, like some of the stuff had been, the tables had been folded up and stuff. And so I, uh, I started grabbing stuff and putting it away and mm-hmm. sweeping up debris and stuff. They'd had quite a fireworks display last yeah. night. Yeah. And, uh, and then at like around eight, I want to say, uh, some of them started to coming out. The ones that were partying, right? And were putting stuff away. And I was just like, if if that was me, if I'm up at eight o'clock at morning, uh, the day after the Fourth, Fourth of July, July party, yeah. cleaning up, I'm still drunk, right? Like I would have passed out at some point, but I woke up in the mornings drunk, yeah, a lot, yes, a hundred percent, and so. I, I would have been cleaning up, but I would have been mostly. I mean, I could have, did you ever get like so weird the next day and yeah. still drunk and weird, but super happy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I would always. Yeah, for sure. And my problem is I just don't have an off switch, dude. Yeah. Like, even if I would go to sleep, I would wake up, and if I was drunk still and hadn't slept enough to be sober, yeah, it was just like. Here we go, boy. Let's roll to the bar. Yeah. It's eight. Nothing's open. We'll just go get a Why, that package keg, store. That keg was sitting across the street, still tapped. I know they didn't finish yeah. that. Yeah, so it's <laughs> just, just like. Park the chair. Right? Yeah, just sit out there and hang out. And I just, that was my biggest struggle is like, I mean, we've, I've talked about my drinking enough, I think, on this, but there was just not an off switch. It was just like. Once I started, I had no predictability of when I was going to stop. Yeah, that's just. That's just crazy. I mean, even for somebody that drank as much as I did, which was not a little bit, but just think you could just drink for days on end like that. Yeah. That's good work. Yeah. And Megan has a similar experience of just like, if there's booze around or money in my bank account, I will continue to drink until both of those things run out. Yeah. I know. I guess I know about that with opiates. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's not... And we don't have to rehash all of that. There's just not like the if the there was the ability. To shut it down. Yeah, Can't. if there if there was, yeah. I'd probably. And thank God there's not, because if I if I had shown signs of being able to do that more regularly, I probably would be out there trying so, still. Yeah. So I'm so glad that like that idea has been smashed home. That I'm completely aware I cannot stop when I start. And then you wouldn't have access to the spiritual way of life too. Exactly. Like it's, it, it is again, like the book talks about that the cessation of drinking is just the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It's all this other ways of living that we sort of talked about and the shit yes. that's happened in the last 40 days is what gets me to keep here and grow as a person. Cause I have thrived in ways that I could have never before. Right. And I, I clearly, I mean, I tried for a long time, mm-hmm. 40 fucking years. I tried. Right. Yeah, didn't well, work out. And I've I've grown like mentally and spiritually, intellectually. You know, like I've just grown in so many areas that physically. Yeah, when I guns. was when I was trying to uh, drink, still it was like that was the only thing I had going for me was just like that, and I was stunted. You know, I, yeah. And to be able to, someone heard our podcast that uh, I don't. I don't talk to regularly but she talks to someone that i work with quite a bit and she was saying that she listened to our podcast and was just like he doesn't even sound like the same guy he's so grown up now and like 
acts like an adult and sounds like an and you know it's like that's just not who I was even when I was 26 trying to get my life put back together I was just a fucking wreck and couldn't couldn't do anything and because of this the spiritual way of life and and the 12 steps and not being consumed with drinking like I've grown tremendously yeah it's really kind of a great experience i don't think people talk about enough it's the little things too though it's the little things um Mm -hmm. so my cousin i think i've talked about this he's got down syndrome his father passed away a few years ago Mm -hmm. uh so uh you know maybe once a month or so he comes and stays with us for the weekend because um anyway and um and so then we are we we got up this morning and I made breakfast and uh, it wasn't really a big thing because uh, I cook breakfast all the time. Right. And I was talking to Amber and I was like, every once in a while when I was still back before in the old life, I'd make breakfast for us and it was this big, huge fucking deal. Right. <laughs> right. And then, then the sink was full of dishes for however long mm-hmm. until my poor wife got motivated to do them because I wasn't doing any of those because I <laughs> You just cooked. cooked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and it just how like getting, how I cook all my meals now. Right. <laughs> Literally all of them. Right? Yeah. And so like just how productive I am during the day and just, uh, I sometimes take it for granted in my new life. Mm. Sometimes it's good to remember Dude, if you've cooked breakfast once once a month before, it was a big deal. Right. Right. And now yeah. you just do it all the time. And now you just it's just I don't know, it's just so much different. Yeah. That's one thing that you've been a big uh inspiration on me for, and I'm just scratching the surface of that in the last couple of weeks, is like getting better on a a diet and adulting and making food. You know, that sounds like probably the most People might be listening like, what the fuck, dude? What kind of 30-year-old doesn't cook food and take care of himself? But like, um, Megan always makes fun of me. I don't think I ate fruit or vegetables for five years before I got sober. Nice. Like, I'm not anything. You know, it was like, I just ate horribly. That was also why I was like 140 pounds when I got sober. You know, I was, my diet was horrible. I was... Chicky nuggets and... Yeah. And I would eat... Ancient age. I would get a fucking pizza and make it last like four days (laughs) and then i would just do that again you know it was yeah my diet was horrible everything about my well-being was just it was like i was a child still and um yeah over the last few weeks i've been taking vitamins and like supplementing and like doing all this weird adult stuff that like other people are probably like yeah dude what the fuck what kind of person doesn't eat vegetables and fruit and take vitamins or you know like anything and for me um i've watched you do that for years now like take care of yourself and supplement with you know electrolytes and you know change your diet and your physical like and that's kind of the last frontier that i feel like i'm getting into now is figuring that out i meal prepping i'm making my own meals and all of this it's like jesus dude which is weird because like the first 40 years of my life I also ate quite a bit of pizza. Yeah, you don't even dude. have to go get that. Yeah. That just shows up at your door. Exactly. And uh, But I did cook several times a week, and that was uh, Velveeta shells and cheese yep. or uh, Kraft exactly. macaroni and cheese. And yep. so I lived pretty exclusively on macaroni and cheese and pizza <laughs> and full-strength Red Bull. Right. And uh, that's how I lived. Yep. 
And I completely get it. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucking weird to think, what a, man, what a, I'm like two different people almost. It's yeah. It's so fucking weird. For real, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a lunchbox. I bring a banana <laughs> and a little orange to for breakfast. I have a lunch that I may eat every day. I have vitamins I take. I'm like, this is... Who the if, fuck is this? Yeah, guy? if anyone would have seen me doing that, they'd be like, what the fuck, The dude? guy that drinks 80 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, is now like carrying a lunch bag with fruit and healthy rice and beef or chicken in it. And like, yeah, it's just... Uh, but it's nice. I do feel great. I feel better even in just a couple of weeks. I think it's been two weeks, maybe a week and a half of doing that. I do notice a difference already in my... Just how I physically feel. Which is nice. Yeah, it's a simple, simple, novel concept that the if you change the fuel that you're intaking into your system, that the output might change. Yeah, but it's not that simple. I don't know. It's our our deal is simple, not easy as well, right? Right. Yeah, I feel clear mentally, like that, and like not. I don't know if you ever. I'm sure you have had experience in the past where like mentally you just feel like you're in a fog. Yes. So then you. Physically, you're not doing anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that was like a pretty constant state that I would just put in absurd amount of caffeine to try to snap me out of that. And then, <laughs> you know, now I feel much better and much more fueled and active. And yeah, it's, it's nice. It's a nice change for me. And Megan has been a big inspiration in that too because she eats healthier and like just a well-rounded diet better than anyone that I know, you know, she's, and as long as I've known her, that's how it is. She's, it's a huge, really dark leafy green salad every day and, you know, really nice eggs and veggies in the morning and then like chicken and rice. Like she just what a eats, weirdo. she eats clean every, all the time, you know? And so she always makes fun of me. And then really what's been helpful is her being like, dude, I'm done helping you make food it's and not in a mean way but like it's yeah. time for you to start doing some of this <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like all yeah, right yeah. good it pushed me over the edge of like i do need to take care of myself because there'd be days where i might eat a snickers bar and a red bull for lunch yeah and then that's the only thing i eat until 6 p.m yeah and she's like you're gonna fucking die dude yeah like, that's not no so i uh over the last few weeks I've been eating better over the last few months and exercising a lot, but over the last couple of weeks, I've been really focusing on eating, and it's been beneficial. I never ate breakfast, and I still don't eat breakfast, but now I don't need to eat breakfast just because yeah. I'm intermittent fasting and all of that thing. But I remember, like, I would not eat breakfast, but then I would just be absolutely famished, and mm, I would roll purge into, yourself. Yeah, yeah, just roll into the convenience store, grab some of those peanut butter cheese crackers, yeah. and, a, and a huge Rice Krispie treat, and mm -hmm. a, like a 20-ounce fully loaded Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> and just stuff it in my face till I couldn't take any more and yeah. then get a nice little energy hit and then crash yeah. like a motherfucker <laughs> and hit the wall yep. and couldn't figure out why I felt like shit all the time yep. yeah it's crazy that um, the more changes I experience as a person the more my life changes right isn't yeah. that the truth so and then the other cool thing that's happened out of this and i think i was talking about it already by the time we talked about our last one or maybe not but i used to not always be a fan of my job and then all of a sudden fucking 30 million americans were out of work and the ones that did still have jobs were stuck at home and mm -hmm. suddenly what i was doing was fucking fantastic right and that's carried over man and oh, that's good yeah it's been fantastic like uh 
some dudes at work were just fucking bitching, bitching, bitching the other morning. And I was just so glad. I wasn't even judgy. I was just so glad that I didn't feel that way about mm. my place of employment anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, I understood where they were coming from, but I was just like, not having that experience. Right. I'm grateful yeah. that I get to be there. And then I asked myself last week, well, if you're grateful to be here every day, what does that look like? And I'm like, oh, it probably looks like being polite and and enjoyable to be around. Yes. Right? Yep. So maybe practice that. So that's what I've been practicing at work. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice to be in a good place, like in that area too, because that's a significant part of your life. I never thought I would ever, ever. I used to think that was my problem, you know, and like, you know, like I just remember when I first got to treatment in 2012 and they were like, um, people were talking about you know if you if you don't understand if you were me if you had my life if blah blah and mm-hmm. i like really thought about that about my job which doesn't make any sense i mean in other words we would have all been junkies and i mean whatever goes on there goes on there <laughs> yeah. but uh uh you know and uh anyway but uh, i really thought like that was the source of my problems mm-hmm. for a while and good luck good luck waiting for for change to happen if i'm waiting for the corporation i've been in business for 125 years to change the way they're going to do things so that i can be happy that's so funny i'm in for a wait yeah yeah no kidding are we talking for an hour we're there we're we're only about 53 minutes in but we're good we put in work so yeah we'll try and get a guest we don't know how how often we're going to do these because we're going to do that thing again like we talked about and just go with the flow and sort of be balanced and i think we achieved our goal we, we had a goal to get two out a week and we did that for the first few months and mm-hmm. then we realized that that probably wasn't sustainable and so we took a step back but then we were still probably getting out one a week absolutely for, for the rest and then and now it's just time to like we still want to do this obviously but it's just they'll come out when they come out yeah i mean that goes back to our reason for doing it though and that was just to to do it right to try and do something we enjoy and maybe offer a little bit something different i mean i joked a little bit about the meeting thing earlier in the week right i don't know maybe we can talk get somebody else in here to take another dive into one of the steps or something yeah we probably are due for one we haven't done one in like four or five months so well, we're probably due for a we step did six dive. and seven with jeff not yeah. too long before we signed off didn't we probably like april yeah so anyway yeah. i think that'd be good that's the plan we'll put them out when when we're moved to, I think it, you know, I don't. It probably won't be every week, but we'll just see what happens. And yeah, yeah, just put it won't them be four. They won't be forty days apart. Right, exactly. So we'll just kind of do them when we want, when we feel good, and we have a guest and people to come up and or people to go see. We'll we'll make it happen. So, um, but yeah, it's been good. And if you have feedback or anything like that, please reach out to us. We have a Instagram page, Recovered AF Podcast. And a Gmail, recoveredayofpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. I'm guessing so. we haven't gotten any emails. Um, I, I haven't looked in a while. I haven't so. looked either. Maybe we have some. <laughs> we probably do. So. Oops. Yeah. But uh, th- thanks again for listening. And yeah, that's it.